we here at Alladate and Audio Map are proud to now be available through iHeartRadio and tune in. Hi, I'm Autumn Twilight McCray, and I am 42 years old from Mount Carroll, Illinois. two-sided um you have the blessings of being in a small town um where you, everybody knows your name um everybody knows your business at some point in two um but you know that's a blessing and a curse sometimes you have those people who really help you out because they've known you so long i was born and raised here um i did do a stint in the military for a while traveled saw things um, so I was gone for about 10 years, and I came back, and it was it was changed. Like, I didn't know people, which I was surprised. Um, but, you know, I've been here 13 years since, and you, I have three children. So being in a small town, um, it's taken a while, but they kind of help raise your kids. I mean, if, you, if they need help or whatever, I have one in Boy Scouts, and... The guys there are wonderful. Our leaders are wonderful. Um, and they set a good example for my Nick. And Daisy is, you know, her and her friends walk around town. And um, you, you're a little nervous, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. But it's nice to know they're with a group of people and everybody's watching for them and knowing who they are. Um, on the way here, I drove up and <laughs> I was up the hill and I saw my daughter playing at the park because she stayed at a friend's house and I actually just parked in the middle of the street. And, and no one bothers you, it's Mount Carroll. <laughs> so it's one of the nice things about living in a small town. So it's great. I mean, you do, everybody's sometimes a little opinionated about something. I think opinions run a little bit higher, and everybody likes to put their opinion in about your business or what they think you should do, but for the most part, it's enjoyable. I got back, and I saw things different. When you stay in one place, it seems like you grow up with those mindsets and stuff like that, and being older as I am, I look back now, and I think this about... I feel, you know, everybody says, you know, 18, you're adult. But I think when you're in your 20s, and that's when I joined the military, I was 19, I left. That's the growing period. That's when you learn what's going on around you, what you believe in, who you are. Um, and I think the community that you surround yourself really has an influence on what you believe, you know. So if... I stayed in my 20s and if I stayed in one place and someone told me the world was flat, I could possibly believe it. Um, maybe not in Mount Carroll because it's all made of hills, but uh, you know, so you don't go outside that. That's, that's all you can see. 
um, you, you only can see to the horizon. But once you travel past that horizon, it opens up your mind. Your mind grows and it's bigger and you take in different concepts of what's going on and the people around the world and um, you see things, you see more things. Um, when you're in a small community, you're very protected. And I think that when you leave that community, you're stepping outside your bubble. You're not protected anymore. So you have to look around you and, and learn. And you learn about different cultures, um, different behaviors, just different societies and how people work and stuff. And so you come back to the society that sometimes doesn't know any better. I mean, we have very intelligent people, but sometimes because people haven't left, they just don't know. And when you leave, it's an education in itself. So, yeah, I think I, I changed a lot because I saw the world. I went to Europe. Um, I, basic, it, it breaks you down and builds you back up in a whole new way. And um, military people have that, a different mindset than other people altogether, I believe, too. see if I can find the right words to explain this. Like, when we're trained to do a certain thing, you know, we're trained to fight. We're trained to become fighters. And um, we learn things and see things and experience things that people around the world don't. Like, people who, who stay home don't get to see, don't get to experience. Um, you, you have someone yelling at you 24 and 7 trying to break you down and you have to find this inner strength to fight back in a short period of time um, you learn how to do things a certain way like there's a policy and procedure for everything and I think afterwards sometimes that carries with you and you wonder well why isn't there a procedure for this um, and when I talk with a lot of people who've been in the military our common sense, and I'm going to use my air quotes as common sense, is sometimes different than everybody else's because we'll look and go, that don't make sense at all. You know, maybe it's the way someone opens a pickle jar and like, what in the world are you doing? You know, so it's just little things. Um... was a process. Um, I was I was pregnant in the middle of divorce when I came back. So for me, that was a whole, you know, I, I left my husband um, because things weren't going well in Minnesota. And so I had no place to go. Basically, I was homeless. My aunt took me in and um, I stayed there. And so I didn't know much. I felt like I was coming into a new community. I knew some of the people, but not all the people. Um, the school system was changing, which I had school-age kids, and younger primary school-age kids, which was, a, you know, it's not like when I went to school. The education system was different. Um, they taught things different. I had to figure out what to do with my special needs son. I actually have two, but we only knew about one then. Um, I 
didn't have a good support system. I mean, I had my family, but I didn't know anybody. Um, and things moved around. Like, I came home and our grocery store downtown was closed, which was a huge thing for downtown business. Um, there was business downtown. There's still a little there, but it's not like it was when I went to school. Hi, this is Mick, the producer and host of Allidade and AudioMap, and I just wanted to break into the program briefly. Uh, first of all, to thank you all for listening. Uh, I also like to extend our gratitude to uh, iTunes and their affiliate program. Uh, if you're listening to this program right now, chances are really good you found it through iTunes, and we just wanted to show uh, them a little love. Now, if you uh, like this episode or any previous episode that you have listened to, please, 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 please uh, consider subscribing on uh, iTunes. It's free, doesn't cost you anything, of course, and it helps uh, us with rankings in terms of where we are in the catalog. And if you like these episodes so much that you would like to sponsor future episodes, uh, if you go to our website, at allidadepodcast.com, there'll be a link to the sponsorship page that will uh, show you how you can do that. We uh, break it down uh, in terms of three episodes, six episodes, or a full 12 episodes, which is actually a full full season here at Allidade. So uh, please take a look at that if you uh, would like to sponsor future episodes. And now, back to the story. I grew up, and so I left when I was about 18 or 19. So we had a thriving downtown. We had a clothing store. We had a bank downtown. We had a grocery store downtown. Um, What else did we have downtown? We used to have fifth quarter in high school, and it was after... Um, like homecoming games, not just homecoming. Um, They didn't do that anymore. There wasn't things for the kids to do, the older kids to do. And it seemed none of that was there anymore. There was, downtown wasn't thriving. If you wanted to go get groceries, you had to drive all the way across town to get your groceries. Um, And then we have several factories in town And so those were being closed or, you know, sent away. Um, We have General Electric about 20 miles down the road, which my mother used to work, and those jobs had been sent to Mexico. And so, and my grandmother worked there. So my mother and my grandmother had both retired or lost their their job because the closing of the factory. Being a small community, we're huge on the factories and stuff like that. So having those factories close is a huge impact on what's going on and who has jobs and who doesn't have jobs. So the jobs weren't there either. I mean, it, we went from a thriving community to not having factories, not having places for people to work, for not having a, a downtown where people could go and invest the money. So the money wasn't in going into the community and stuff like that. It's change you know you very prosperous youth and stuff for your community and and being involved and it wasn't there anymore it was it was a quieter place 
We have a couple places. Um, we have a restaurant downtown called Bald Guys, and I wish they were open a little later because they have delicious food, and I work till four, and they close at four, um, and good coffee. Um, we have several, several, the bowling alley and the bar, which seems to be always bringing people in. You know, there's bowling, which, you know, is a great thing to go and go to the bowling alley, have a few drinks. They have a karaoke machine at the bowling alley, um, which, I haven't used as much, but my daughter has. <laughs> and a few of my friends, I see them all the time, you know, with their Snapchat pictures singing at the bowling alley. Um, but it brings people into the community. It's a place to bowl, and it's always been there. Actually, our bowling alley used to be a theater many, many years ago. It's pretty cool. Um, and uh, it used to be a movie theater, let me clarify, because we have several different theaters in town. But so the bowling alley usually has something or they'll have like special events. Um, Charlie's always seems to be having something. They'll have their open mic tonight. They had like karaoke last night. They have, do they have jazz on Thursdays or is it scat on Thursdays? One or the two, I don't remember. Um, so that's bringing people, we have a lot more artists and musicians coming back into the community. So it's kind of building it up. Um, bringing different people we have an antique store so we're starting to build it up and learn to becoming a tourist um i don't want to say attraction but a place for people to go and things like that it's really it's nice to see it grow it's um we all know about social media and how everybody has their opinion on there you know you'll see one thing about trump and another thing about hillary um Everybody it thinks everybody else is crazy. Um, I think most of the people that I associate with are more open-minded and um, liberal, and um, they they really feel that. Um, I think they started off as Bernie fans, and obviously have kind of gone over to the Hillary side. Uh, there, but then there are people who are seem to be, I'm trying to think of a very careful way to put this, um, <laughs> just very more firm in their beliefs and um, feel like side with Trump. Uh, they're, they just feel like we all should work and they're they see the humanitarian side of what Hillary is trying to do a little bit differently. You know, um, they might see her as just giving things away and giving it stuff. And um, where I think they, they want to just try to take care of our people, like our homeless and stuff like that. And they don't understand or, you know, they understand it. They comprehend things differently and they think, well, Trump's going to come in there and fix everything and you know he's the man he knows it and and I think people who seem to oh, I have the word I'm trying to think about it I mean conservatives of course um you can you can tell they're they're definitely more conservative do see the people side of, side with it's a little scary 
because I I liked I like to watch and read this stuff because it's um, it's better than soap operas. <laughs> it's it's life, um, and it, it's crazy because of all the finger pointing and stuff like that. Like I miss the old days where they're all like, "This is what I'm gonna do," and they didn't care about what the other person did. Um, and I was reading today how um, like Trump's turning on turning his he's got a writer now. So it's not so crazy and sporadic and stuff like that. But um, I wish I could remember the guy's name. Styles, I think it was, was in the rally last night. And I was reading that. And it was, like, really scary because some of these people are, like, threatening. Well, they threatened him. They threatened Hillary. They threatened the press. And what he heard through this, he was, like, just doing a live, you know, Twitter feed. Like, he did um, undercover journalism and was in there and just reporting what he heard around him. And it's really scary. Like, they're like, oh, the reporters have to go. Hillary has to go. You know, he's going to turn it around. And I'm like, ooh, you know. And that's not Trump himself. That's the people who are supporting him. Um, I don't think we have anybody that crazy in this community. At least I hope not. <laughs> Um, but I know there are a few people around here who feel very passionately about that. Um, and then there are Hillary supporters. And I feel like if you're on one side or the other, you're very passionate about it. You know, they, they feel like, you know, she might have made some mistakes, but she's, you know, the best bet. You know, she's going to be more humanitarian. She's going to look out for the the people like she she's going to be you know look out for more homeless and try to get more jobs so people can take care of themselves and you know make it make it better for everybody deep down most people are are willing to help out and stuff you'll have the burly ones or the the ones that you know hate the world and, you know, look to stab everybody else in the back or, or in the in the chest, um, only looking out for number one. Um, but I find that they still, like the Boy Scouts, they, they're very, they're, our, our leaders, you know, I'm not saying their opinion, they're, they're very, they, they're strong in their beliefs and for good reasons. Um, but they go out of their way to help my Nick. I mean, they make sure he, you know, he understands what he's doing. He He's taking a responsibility. Um, you know, if it's going to rain, they tell him, throw your, your bike in my pickup and I'll take you up. I mean, they're looking out for him. Um, and not just my Nick, but all the scouts. Um, so they're they're really good, you know, about going out of their way and making sure, you know, what needs to be done and done and looking after the, the kids you know, it's a small group, but I think people still, you know, care about, you know, and they don't let that stand in their way and stuff like that. I mean, if we have a difference of opinion, which I usually don't give my opinion, but I haven't quite made up my mind yet. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think they let politics get in their way as much, which is a, a good thing. They might be opinionated about it. But most people do 
separate it, I mean, which I like. Thank you for listening to this episode of Alidade and Audiomap. We will be back in two weeks with another episode. We'd also like to take some time to thank our new affiliate partners, Mr. Art, the world's largest online arts and supply store, which offers free shipping on orders over $200, and Art Naturals, specializing in premium quality natural health and beauty products. They offer free shipping on all orders uh, over $4.99. We'd also like to thank our new affiliate partner, InnerSurfer.net, which offers virtual web hosting starting at $6.95 a month. Please take some time to visit our homepage at alladatepodcast.com and check out their links. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing to us uh, on iTunes or through Podbean or Stitcher. This is Mick Parsons, the producer here at Alladade and Audiomap. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>